This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Got the chance to meet up with all kinds of Tolos in the break, even the cocky pastry chefs named Eric, who are delightful otherwise, is right now, it's time for the C-Block, starring Corey Majors. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I do want to say thanks to our sales manager for flooring out here. Uh, he, uh, he brought by some custom cards. Hmm. Now, Kevin, do you know what custom cards means? Yes, I do. It means that the dude like basically kind of recreated cards. Here is, if you're looking at the Twitch right now, this is the Michael the Jordan, Jordan that I stole from Kevin. I know Kevin wanted this one. No, that's a really cool uh, But this though. was, uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's the one I want. And so this is a, this is a custom card from uh, Jay Clark's custom cards. And then he brought over this one for Mike, which is a Luca. And he asked oh. me to take this over to Lu- over to Micah tomorrow. So, now, so Corey, there you go. Did you think that was the only gift you were going to get today? Yes, that is definitely the only gift I'm getting. What do you have? What if it's not? Do you have something else? Yes. Why Corey, would you have a gift for me? I I didn't say it was from me. Oh, I have it in my possession. All right, but it's not necessarily from me. Do you remember a story you told some time ago about a broken a bobblehead getting broken? Yes. You're kidding me. Oh, my gosh. Michael Young bobblehead. So here's what's going to happen. Not from me, though. Never coming out of the box. <laughs> stays. This one stays in my bedroom, and my kids are not allowed to be near it. So thank you very much to whomstever uh, was the person. Yes. That was I mean, they are definitely here. They're here right now? And then from the 254, I can hear the security beepers. Thank you very much. That has <laughs> been happening most of all of the day. All right, Kevin, as I have done today, I will let you choose your own adventure. Ooh, all right. Micah Parsons okay. or Escargo. <laughs> We're going to go with Micah Parsons first. That was a good decision on Man, your part. Man, I was really debating whether or not to try to tell a joke, <laughs> and if I remembered it correctly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably for the best. We didn't really not. dive into this that much yesterday because we did have a Micah topic, uh, but it was very different yes. than this one. But I think this is very interesting because Micah was very adamant about something. Now, if you continue to think, I, listen, I've heard there are people at the Star that are not happy with some things from Micah. Yes. Okay? And that is not just one person I've heard that from. There are many. So I'm not just throwing this up against the wall. This is something that we have run into a number of people that have had this opinion. And, but I also still see that that dude has uh, an amazing amount of talent. That is undeniable. You can't deny his talent is different than other people. Uh, And where, how you use him, 
that's something that still kind of I feel like is up for debate. For like you just saw how Dan Quinn used him. How will Mike Zimmer use him? What's his plan? Mike Zimmer even told you recently. I'll get into that later once I've talked to my guy about that. That being said, uh, via NFL.com, Micah said, I said, look at every team that was in the final four. And this is like his conversation. Like he wants to, he's talking to Jerry Jones. Who did they have? Who did Baltimore have? A great linebacking core? Right. Who did San Francisco have? A great linebacking core? Kansas City, Nick Bolton. They came along. We need to get another bigger linebacker, and we need to get a super 330-pound nasty interior lineman. I saw what Chris Jones, uh, the way he affected the Super Bowl, and I was like, my God. And not even Chris Jones, Mike Pennell. I, I, and, and if you watch, I don't know how much, uh, Craig, we didn't talk about Pennell enough. No, I think. that's, yeah. There were a lot of times where that dude, because he, he, whenever you make a, whenever you stuff a run, it's not as sexy as getting pressure. Sure. And, but that dude right there, there were times where I was like, man, that dude's controlling the front of that line right now. And he said, I think we got a lot of rushers. I think Osa, he can play inside, outside, one of the most versatile defensive tackles. When we lost Hankins, he's a big dude. But we need to get one of them big old nasty pass rushing get going guys. Now, Kevin, I don't know if Mike has been listening to me his entire life. I think and he now, has. Because how many times have I how how when I think I started saying that on the weekend. The specific verbiage I remember is Cowboys need a big old fat boy in the middle to clog things up or break the line of scrimmage. Yes, and and right? that, yeah, it, that absolutely right? they need they need somebody that draws double teams that not only draws double teams but then has the the ability to see into the backfield and make defensive stops as in cut through the gap they got they got Mozzie and Mozzie lost weight this year yeah and i don't know if Mozzie is prepared to to put weight back on and then go be a more physical you know eat them up kind of guy yeah but man there was if there was one thing that i did see that i liked was it looked like there were times when he was a stump and you know what? It's difficult to move a stump. It takes time. <laughs> I like that. And I want a stump right there in the middle right. that can either eat it all up or then moves forward and pushes that pile back into. And that's what Mike is saying is I want more of those kind of players around me. I need that. I need it. And it's a guarantee. They didn't have linebackers. When Leighton Vander Esch got hurt, they went, let's go with safeties. And, Kevin, I've been complaining about that since the end of yeah. the season. I was saying this over and over, and now a lot of people are coming around. I'm hearing more people going, you know, their biggest problem was. And I was like, yeah, I was bitching about that the whole time. So, Corey, do you think it would be in people's best interest? To probably, listen to our station? Well, that's true. But I was going to say probably in general, but especially when it comes to football and especially when it comes to the Cowboys, to just listen to you so they can be ahead of the curve. Yeah, and I think Broadus and Woolchuck have some really great uh, stuff sure. that they can add to it too. Uh, but, yeah, man, like there, there are things you need on a football team and big, nasty, somebody in the middle that draws things away from Micah so he can do what he's best at. You have Micah to do that thing, but you don't have the other thing that, that, that helps Micah out the most. When you can just run at Micah or run away from some, somebody, that doesn't make it better. That doesn't mean you're using your guy to the best and to the fullest. I have a question for you. So that's what I think their offseason okay. consists of is trying to add to that. And I want to ask Broadus this as well: is what's the level of in, uh, what's the level of input you take from the player when you're breaking it all down? Like, I know you trust your scouts and your coaches and everything, but the players who are out there and it's like, no, I, I'm watching every play. 
right in front of me, and this is what's happening. I'm very curious to see what the percentage of breakdown is as they listen to the players. Okay, this is – I love that you brought that to the table, Kevin, because what do you think there are a bunch of in the star? Egos? You say yes, men. Uh, yeah, I do think that. And that is one of the biggest problems. Like, you do you think Micah's just going to say, yeah? No. Micah's going to tell you what he thinks. And I now, appreciate that. Now it's on you to decide if that's valid. Yes. And I do think that Mike Zimmer, okay. I don't think Mike Zimmer's walking into the building going, you know what, i got to keep this job. No. I think Mike Zimmer's walking into this building going, I want to create, I have some guys that I think can be great, and I want to create great players. I don't, so that's where, like, if I'm, ta- if I'm Mike Zimmer, I'm going to Micah and I'm saying, hey, what was your biggest problem? What happened? What happened at the end of the season? What was going on there? Tell me the truth. Yeah. Mike is going to tell me the truth. And then I got to take that and relay that to scouting, to my GM, and let them know, here's what my plan is going to be. Here's the type of players that I need. Okay. And you know what? Micah thinks this. And I already agreed with him before he even okay. said it. So that's another thing, too, is Mike Zimmer should be confident enough in his own scheme to say whether or not that's what he needs. But in the history of Mike Zimmer, those are the types of players he would like to have up in that area. But, Kevin, the Cowboys have traditionally been like, hey, you know what, we're going we're gonna to skimp and scrape on those positions. We're going to give you Jay Ratliff, and he's going to be better than you ever expected Jay Ratliff to be. He really was, and that was unfortunate. I mean, it was great, yeah. but also unfortunate because they're like, see, we can do it. Yeah, and they, but they were just like, look, we can. as soon as they prove that they can get something out of the designer bin at the Goodwill, yeah. Jerry Jones like, let's keep going to that designer bin then. Why are we, why are we going anywhere else? You're like, because maybe Coles has something better. I don't know. The Nebraska Furniture Mart, there you that's go. where the quality is, Kevin. That's where all the quality is going to be. Synergy. And so so that's what I'm saying is the Cowboys need to be shopping at the high end to to have the type of defense that is going to be a I pedigree get, of, of all pros. And Micah has said that that's what he's looking for. That's what he wants in this team. He thinks it'll help him even more. Pressure, strong linebacking crew, not a bunch of safeties out there on the field. Now, to add to that, I did see this from one John Mashoda. Is this about escargo? This is. Oh, do you want me to get into my escargo? Actually, I got a, a couple more minutes okay. on this. He uh, he posted the Cowboys big board, not their necessarily big board, but that's been known to happen. Uh, he posted uh, the top twenty players that he thinks that the Cowboys should go after. Uh, at their number 24 spot. And this, I guess this is using Dane Brugler's top 100 board as a guide. Okay. Here are 20 players who could make sense for the Cowboys. Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia. I feel like you're full on tight ends right now. Yeah, Even I though that dude is a stud. and tight end in the first round. Joe Alt, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Now I'm listening. Uh, Robe Odunze uh, from uh, Washington, the wide receiver. There oh, are, man. He, that he's a hell of a tell oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, he is. Uh, you got a uh, you got a couple more offensive tackles, some cornerbacks involved there. Dallas Turner out of Alabama, defensive end would be a would be a nice addition to that. But it takes a long time. It takes about ten before he gets to Byron Murphy from the defensive tackle out of Texas. And he said, would Cowboys really go defensive tackle in the first round in back to back drafts? Just because yeah. Mozzie didn't make much of an impact as a rookie doesn't mean they should completely vo- avoid the position in the first round. I'm with him. Okay. Don't Just because you, that guy isn't what you needed him to be doesn't Yet, mean you just go, well, maybe. I'm not going yeah. back for it. Yeah. I mean, like, this goes back to the Cardinals. They had Josh Rosen and said, we're going with Kyler Murray. Sure. And I know that's a completely different approach. Like You're talking about quarterback there, but 
the Cowboys need to focus on a number of things, offensive line and defensive line. And that's not sexy. You want to get the CeeDee Lambs. But you know what? You do that whenever you have two picks in the first round. You make those kind of things happen. Right here, you have to be frugal with what you're with what you're applying to it, and I think they need to add beef to the middle of their their offensive and defensive lines. Now, Kevin, if we want to get into escargo, tell we, me about it. And we do have a chef nearby uh, as well. Uh, but the I went to a place this weekend called Resident Taco. Resident Taco is in Lake Highlands. My buddy lives over there, and I was just kind of down there hanging out with him playing some music for our band electric shrimp if that we're not you know we're still deciding on the name kevin how many names do you think you've been up to for the band at this probably 34 okay just trying to figure out which one (laughs) really works for the band yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but i just kind of went down there and he was like hey let's go eat some tacos and i was like sounds good and he says have you ever heard of thomas keller said no he said he's a world-renowned chef fantastic dude this guy invented the city of keller that's not true um but he he said this guy that runs Resident Taco studied under him, and these tacos are amazing. Now, we walk in. There's probably space for, like, 28 people, it felt like. Oh, But okay. they had everything I was looking for right in front of me. And then I look up at the wall, and they say, pork belly burn-in tacos, brisket tacos. That, shrimp, the first one. crawfish po'boy tacos. And then I see the one that says escargo. Now... Oddly is that enough, snail? that is snail. Right. Oddly enough, the other day, Mike just asked me if I think he asked both of us if we've ever had snail. I don't know if you were in the room when he asked this. Plus, you probably and immediately I was like, Kevin's not eating snail. <laughs> that's fair. Um, this taco did have mushrooms on it, Ouch. and that's another like my wife is out and my buddy was like, I can't. I'm not a mushroom guy, and I was like, Dude, I I'm looking forward to this, mostly with snail, Kevin. You are basically eating lemon and butter and garlic, or just garlic and butter. Like that's what oh. you're really ingesting. The snail is just it collects all that and then goes. Oh, in your okay. Mouth. You're it's not your really, little conduit. Yeah, for all, it's yeah. not like an oyster. It's not like chicken, but it's somewhere in between. Okay. And when okay. it comes to texture on I that, gotcha. this taco was so dadgum good. Really? Now the pork belly was my favorite out of all of them. That was the one that I was like, I wish I ordered like two or three of those. But this this escargot now so that that, that brings to me because when I was a kid and I would hear people talk about this I was like that's the grossest thing in the world no, I would never eat snail yes however now that I've given myself as an adult to utilize my palate a little bo- a little better it was wonderful eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three what's the weirdest food that you never thought you'd try but Ooh, now you like that is a good question but also a couple of things kangaroo about that. okay kangaroo i don't want people to complain when they don't like their food and i was like that's why you should have stuck with a cheeseburger mm-hmm. or like whatever you know works follow-up goes question. to a sushi store and he's like do y'all have tendies yes do y'all first, chicken i would be a terrible person to take <laughs> to a sushi place is at, at a nicer taco place like that mm-hmm. Yes, and those tacos were different than like what I usually get with my lingua and my my other taco. What's what's the max number of tacos you can put down there? I'm not saying you did it, but if you were so inclined, are we talking like five or? So they're about they're about that big around. So Kevin, I don't know, like the lid of a yeti uh, most of the time. Okay, the lid of a yeti. Um, and so so they're uh, that size. I know I've at least put down twelve. What? In one, and that's easy. Like, I feel like I could do more. Now, am I going to pay for that Al Pastor taco later? Probably. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of cilantro oh, yeah. I used on that. And that yeah. cilantro, it knows how to move. Um, but 
The uh, but I know twelve. And Kevin, you were at my birthday party when I turned forty. That's you remember right. Remember Mike came to my party and he doesn't remember. Yeah. But you were there. Ask about how that came together. <laughs> you were there, and we had tacos. We had uh, taqueria tacos, and they were awesome. And I ate tacos all night that night. So I don't even know how many I had that night. But I do love to eat tacos. I'm a, and Ruben knows. Ruben, and we were in California, and I was like, "Hey, you grew up in this. You grew up in LA. Do you know Hold any on. taco places?" But out of context, what's the way we all retell the story? We all retell the story that Corey went up to Ruben and goes, hey, do you know any taco places? And we're like, come on, dude, that's not cool. And he's like, oh, because he grew up around here. And we're like, mm-hmm. so are you insinuating that because he's Hispanic, I just assumed that he knew where the good taco places That were. is all what we thought. Okay, we all thought that that's what you did. Can I ask you a question? Did he know where a good taco place was? He did. Immediately. And we went and got awesome tacos. See, but and I, I don't think it. we had all the context at the time. And we were all like, come on, dude. What are you doing? Is there are a lot of answers. Cow brain tacos. Somebody's tried monkey brain. From the 214, I see what you wrote. I'm not going to read that. But that's <laughs> for FCC. Master. Right. And it's not Salad Master. <laughs> Raw horse in Japan. What? Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm, black hard-boiled mm-hmm. egg in Hong Kong. Okay, that is terrifying. But see now, do you love that now? Like you didn't know you were gonna like. You thought it'd be nasty, and then you tried it, and you're like, "Wow, this is better than I thought it would be." Because people are saying fish eyeballs, and I just don't know the answer to that because I've never tried it. So okay. yeah, and see, there's more. There's a lot more answers like dear heart and i kind of want to like just put a punctuation on the end of the sentence is somebody said duck tongue Mm. is i went out to dinner with somebody once and they asked about that and i thought they were just kidding when they brought it up and i thought they were trying to make me quack up and that's the c block everybody we're the knc masterpiece right here don't judge it. No, no, Alec, the show's not over. I know it might feel like it should be over. I want to end it after that. It's not over just yet. Coming up next. I thought you were telling a real story about duck tongue. I know, but look, you taught me this, Corey. That's the best way to tell your joke. Set it up in a realistic scenario. It's the way Charles I, Barkley did that earlier, yes. right? When he was like, you know who asked about you? Nobody. Nobody. So I played off of your topic from the C block into a joke. I have a feeling that I'm going to get crushed on the fan tags and the Twitch for that. We're the KNC masterpiece. I already said that. Coming up next, who is the most overrated player in the NFL? And did you think my joke was underrated? Let's discuss next live from Nebraska Furniture Mart in the colony on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Hurts is back. He's looking. Still looking. Still looking. Now he's going deep to A.J. Brown, who catches it and walks in for a touchdown. KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where I definitely want to see a security guard tackle somebody, especially if it's somebody that Him we know. Him specifically? Like you, like you no, want... just anybody. But if it's somebody we know, I feel like that would be even more humorous. We are live at Nebraska Furniture Mart in the Colony, NFM at Grandscape, off of 121, and Grandscape Boulevard is... You might think this is too harsh because the segment is who is the most overrated player in the NFL? And we played a cut of Jalen Hurts to come back. There's a specific reason for that. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Chris Sims, who is overrated compared to Major Applewhite, had this to say about Jalen Hurts. If we can fire off cut number one. Jalen Hurts is, I respect a lot about Jalen Hurts, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is also like the most overrated player in football. All right, I just, that's, that's me. I know I'm wrong. I take a lot of crap about that comment, but, you know, it's a, it's a, he plays quarterback for a team that's an all-star team. Yeah. They have the best O-line in football. It's not even close, right? They got maybe the best duos at receiver in all of football. Right? I just think if you put some quarterback, other quarterbacks in Philly, you put Kyler Murray there, you'd go, damn, Kyler's amazing. <laughs> so he has put forth the idea that Jalen Hurts is the most, man, some of these comments are hurtful uh, about my joke from the 682. I literally dropped my vice grips and stared at the speaker like it was my son and he <laughs> needed to go to his room. That is, that is. That's my favorite person right there. That that's, how I, that's how I did hurtful, it. Somebody hurtful. said they were confused because they didn't know. They didn't like quite hear it. So they were like, hold on, what's happening? Here, here's how I know it didn't work. In three, two, five. Do not let Kevin talk the rest <laughs> of the show after that joke. Lamau. I only got one person who said it was underrated, and they said, I'm in a bad mood right now, and that made me laugh. Oh, good. But you otherwise, know what? If you change one person's life for the people, better, there you go. no matter how many thousands of hundreds of thousands of people you made it. their worse, their life worse, you made that one person's life better. So Chris Sims has gone on record and says Jalen Hurts is the most overrated player in all of football. Who do y'all think, 877-881-1053, is the most overrated player in all of football? I'll go ahead and answer for Mike. Mike would a million percent say it's Dak, and we would kind of roll our eyes, and we would move on from there. So <laughs> do you not think that is an accurate representation of how that would play out? Absolutely, and since he's in prison right now. He's court, not in prison. Court, since he's in court right now that and can't hear us talking about him, so I will not think. say anything bad behind his back, but Mike knows exactly what he would say in that situation. Yes. So, um, is Kyler Murray still available for this? I I feel, or do you feel like enough shine has come off of him that like okay? Because Justin Herbert is the person that I've said wow forever. But he, but I think a lot of people finally decided this past year. They're like, okay, he is overrated with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Respectfully, he definitely took on that. Uh, uh, that persona from everybody else. And there are a lot of people out there that are like, I've been trying to tell y'all, right? Like, there's a lot of people out there that are that have been saying, look, we've been saying that for a long time. And they're right. And they're, they're getting their day in the sun or however many days. We get this from the 817. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is tough because there are some people who will fight to the death that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league versus he is a bomb that is replaceable with just about anybody. Mm. That it, He has to be 
one of the most polarizing players in the NFL right and, now. You know, to be quite honest, there as Mike Shanahan, you got to be, you kind of have to love that because that makes you irreplaceable. Everybody else thinks that your quarterback is the thing that's keeping you from doing what you're what you're right. good at. Now the problem is you picked the quarterback, so then people are like, "Hey, sure. bro, like uh, that's <laughs> a tough situation there." Um, but I think Brock Purdy is good. There was a really good game plan against them that he wasn't quite prepared for. Yeah. He's going to be in that conversation of NFC Championship game every year. I did not think he played very for well. For the next four years of his career, for if, as long as he's the quarterback of that team, he's going to be in that in or around the NFC Championship game as long as that team stays together the way it is. And, Kevin, I hope that he doesn't figure anything out because sure. the way that the, the – a lot of times, if you go back and you look at the really good defensive coordinators for the Steelers, you look at, the, at Bill Belichick, they do use really good blitzes to take advantage of those early younger quarterbacks. And then once those younger quarterbacks figure the game out a little more, then the, it, like, it starts to show for them. So I hope Brock Purdy never figures that out. But Spagnola really did have a really good game plan against him uh, whenever they played in the Super Bowl. Man, this one is interesting because I, I wouldn't have thought about this. We got a text in that said Joey Bosa. Mm. And obviously, against that. as we talk about with the Bosa family, sometimes injuries are a problem is, yeah, the last two years in particular, and even the two years before that were solid but not great. And... Yeah, I wonder if people still include him in the group of elite pass rushing ability. Like, obviously, we know Nick is there, but yeah, that's an that that's an interesting one right there for sure. Um, somebody threw Burrow in there, and I just don't know if I can buy in that he's overrated. Uh, he the injury last season was, was definitely a problem, especially after he signed a huge contract. Uh, the fact that he took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. He has great talent that he's playing with for sure. But the quarterback I watch play in Joe Burrow can do all the things and his team has faith in him. I think that's a huge factor too is you can probably see the guys that um, that are paper tigers, if you will, or not even paper tigers that are false uh, because their team's like, mm. Tony Romo, a lot of times the team was like, yeah, he might do something magical, but he might throw a pick that's going to be a, a backbreaker. And it seems like every person on that team in Cincinnati thinks that Joe Burrow is like he's a potential serial killer, you know, because of the again, I go back to this is a dead serious thing. Somebody said because his heart rate never changes in in weird situation. He has these types of tendencies. So if you're in a city he's visiting, be careful. From the 214, from the 817 and from another 817, it's Micah Parsons. Okay. Every team would want him on their team. Does that okay? I don't disagree with that at all. Does that prevent one from being overrated? The like he's the star on his helmet, and the expectations that come along with it. You're right. He is overrated because he's a really good pass rusher, and everybody's ready to put him into the Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, T.J. Watt category. And he quite simply, by the end of the year, hasn't done the things that those guys have done yeah. at the end of the year. So I do agree with that, but I also agree with the sentiment that that dude is a talent that every other NFL coordinator would say, I have to find a way to find a guy like that. So 
but yeah, again, add the Cowboys star to any other players. Trayvon Diggs is overrated, right? Because he's a cornerback and he gets interceptions. Deron Bland's probably overrated. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I would say Deron Bland is a little overrated because he did have a lot of pick sixes, but there were some other things that got beat up on, and he has to work on those too. It's interesting. Is I think Trayvon Diggs swung from potentially overrated to underrated. Okay. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know he didn't have as many picks, but, man, he was becoming a freaking almost lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, he got hurt. From the 972, 469, and 940, I get this one as well. Lamar Jackson. Look, we talked about it when it, uh, when they lost the AFC Championship game. He has the same number of MVPs as he does playoff wins. That's that's not a good balance. That's not a good balance at all. And so, like, I don't think Lamar Jackson's overrated because I think there's a lot of people who think he's absolute trash, which is still shocking to me. But I understand the people who say that is yet again he wins the MVP. They don't make it to the Super Bowl, let alone win the Super Bowl. The, the the discussion about his MVP candidacy and win is fascinating, too. Like, the amount of people that just, they, they, they want to go through things and look, like, they want to pick out one thing and say, this is the way that, this, that it works. He can't sure. have this low of a stat sure. here. And then you're like, but look at all the other things, too. It is a wild conversation. Somebody said Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams was still producing with garbage quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and like, still big-time stuff. Like, for the most part, for most of his career, Devontae Adams, uh, while he was with Aaron Rodgers, had a very high catch per, uh, catch percentage. Let me look and see here. Yeah, his catch percentage was in the 65, then it got up to 77% in 2020. 72 with Aaron Rodgers. He goes to Las Vegas, 55, 58. And he was still producing 1,500-yard seasons. I, I can't look at Devontae Adams and say that he's overrated because, again, I would want that dude on my football team. He should not have left Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's that's a simple fact. He should have just been like, you know what, I want to stick with that guy instead of going to Derek Carr. Man, I want to investigate this take more. R.J. Choppy would say T.J. Watt surpasses brother J.J. as the most overrated player. That is, that's a bold take <laughs> that – the person who's tied for the most defensive player of the year awards ever is overrated, but somebody's saying Tua is overrated, and I just I think Tua is accurately rated, but because I, that I, offense, I think so too. That offense is very explosive. Um, I think that the, like I'm, there are a lot of expectations there. Because where do you think most people have him? Like I don't know, six to eight, somewhere. Yeah, probably somewhere in that, there. That feels about right. Travis to me. Kelsey is extremely overrated. He's better than his junk receiver core, though. But he, even whenever they had Tyree killed, Travis Kelsey was a dominant tight end in that in that group. So I don't know that he's overrated. Um, there was one, uh, Alvin Kamara. I used to love Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And a lot of that did have to do with fantasy. But a lot of that shine fell off for lots of different reasons. And his production since Sean Payton is no longer around is gone. And that's one of the guys that I was like, man. And that's where, that's, a, that's where somebody will point to and go, see, running backs don't matter. Alvin Kamara is non-existent now. And you're, and you're like, yeah, but there's just so many other factors that go into it. Look, <laughs> I shouldn't do this. From the, from the 469, the thing with Lamar, he barely had a 2-to-1 TD to turnover ratio, and it's honestly ridiculous to call him MVP. That... That is just discernibly false. That 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 is inaccurate. 
is if you just want to go to touchdowns to interceptions, he was more than three to one. If you want to go to total touchdowns versus interceptions and fumbles lost, guess what? More than three to one. And he was the player who made that team go that had the best record in the NFL. If you want to say he fails in the playoffs, well, it's tough to argue with that because you saw it again. But, like, I don't – I just – if you don't like Lamar Jackson, that's okay. Let's just line our facts up to make sure that they are accurate. Uh, most overrated, how about almost every top five co- college quarterback? Most of them are so many busts and wasted picks. Uh, from the 940, Bill Belichick. Oh, oh, man. See, I don't – the guy that can walk into the room and put his hand on the table and say, I have more rings than everybody here – I don't think that he's overrated. He's the best. And maybe, like, right now, you're like, prove it with a, without Tom Brady. Like, okay. He won two rings without Tom Brady. <laughs> he, like, okay. They were as a defensive quarterback. But even still, up. like, I'm, I'm looking at it going, come on, man. You can't say that Bill Belichick. Like, maybe the time has passed him, but for the time that he was, when he was at his best, nobody could beat him. So, I, I think that dude's pretty good. We're the KNC Mass. Appropriately. Rated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live from Nebraska Furniture Mart in the colony. Now, our show is about to wrap up, but fear not. The deals continue all day and all month out here in the colony if you want to check it out. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105 through the fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. Thank you very, very much to Nebraska Furniture Mart, NFM at Grandscape that's been hosting us all day. These deals roll on even after we're done the rest of the day, the rest of the month for Nebraska Furniture Mart. Do you want to go right to GVAG or do you want to say something on air? I think she's taking that to go get a family member. Okay. All right. <laughs> So right now, courtesy of DNM Leasing, we will explain. It is time for our chit chat with those fellas from the G Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Hagee, we are rolling. How the hell are you? I'm good. I was a little perplexed. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying that this was wrong at all. I just wanted to know more information. Is there was a lady who walked in here that was, you know, like middle-aged or Looked whatever. Looked very able-bodied. Yeah. And so she's walking back and forth, and she walked over to the mobility scooters over here. She tested the first one out, couldn't get it going. Second one, couldn't get it going. And... I was just really perplexed. And then she walked back over to the security guard, again, perfectly fine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get him to help her with that mobility scooter. And he had to step away from his job yeah. of securing the, the whole place. And I was just really confused. And then my confusion grew before Corey pointed out. Then she just drove the scooter out of the store. Uh-huh. And I was like, hold on. What is happening here? I think here? she went to, to the car to pick up whoever is actually okay. in need of said scooter. I don't think that was for her, but that person couldn't get from their car to inside, so she took it to make sure that, that person can drive into the door. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Corey yeah. could just see on my face that I was distracted <laughs> and somewhat confused. I told you a whole ass story. No, I heard most and of your you were story. Like, I'm sorry. No, 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 Corey. no, no. I heard most of your story. All right, guys. I don't know if you experienced this at all. I wanted to get your take on it. Is is it okay to opt out of the family text chain? or more specifically, never opt in to begin with, because 
My wife and her family are delightful. I have been asked multiple times if I want to be added to the check the text chain <laughs> and i have i have declined each time because while her family is super nice they always send things like oh my gosh i just had the best lunch at chick-fil-a or like i hope you guys have a great day which is objectively nice but like i that's not for me yeah i think it's not for you specifically Hagee, because you like you can't handle all these notifications you've got to clear oh them out God. you've got to like yes you, yes. You've got to build some type of relationship with each text that comes through and then like check that off the box. I am the opposite to where I could let that thing rack up. I'll never look at a single text. They'll go back and forth. It'll stack oh up. Gosh. Now there's 40 or 50 texts here. I'm not scrolling up to catch back up. I'm just here to click on it and then click out of it so then I can move <laughs> along with my day. So I mean, what if something really important was happening? Then you'll call me. That's my concern, too, though. That's why it's like, I don't think I would opt out in case there was something important that I'm going to miss, considering it's family. Now, if it's friends, I have opted out of a couple of those. It's like, we had our event. It's over. They want to keep the text chain going months after the fact, and I'm just going to pull back out of this thing. You got to be aware that if you're texting with people in this group chain and there's like 20 or 30 per hour, it's totally normal to not want to be a part of that. Let me know if something important happens. So I don't think think you're hurting anybody's feelings you know from my perspective the text alert is the only one i acknowledge when i look at my phone all of the other (laughs) notifications i'm just like whatever when i open that app i will see it so i need sanctity okay i need the integrity of that of that little text logo integrity to let me know something important might be actually happening here in the world i've actually been called out for for not being like in enough group messages like it sounds it sounds like there's a lot of different like there's so many different friends and different well not like called out for it necessarily but just like i am in the minority of people around me that they're like yeah i'm constantly in i got like nine different group chats going different friend groups whatever some are big some are small we're you know what a family and i'm like i don't know i got like we got a fantasy football one and then we have our work one here at the station i got one family one and i'm like that's pretty much it i'm not like rocking on a bunch of different group messages all day every day it seems like a lot of people are it does and it becomes an issue especially when you've got multiple that some include the same group of people and then there's just uh, an occasional difference with like one or two people and but there's then you a get conf- lot of overlap there's a lot of overlapping well, and then you get confused which one you're texting in and it is it's it's annoying hey it is that is unless you go the mike bassick route and he goes to <laughs> any group text that has the either one, one of our names yeah. in it that's the most recent and treats that as the show group text, regardless of if it was our Super Bowl text or whatever. He treats that as the show text. Sometimes in case you Spittle's notice. involved, and he's just texting yeah. Spittle back and stuff yeah. like that. It's kind of crazy. I've I've told Kevin this is my approach. When Adrian asked me, "Hey, will you ask your sister or will you ask your mom?" Immediately, what I do is I will text my mom and add Adrian to the text. So now that now I've introduced them to the conversation. So now they can all enjoy this conversation. I can just sit back and observe and then chime in whenever I want to. But I don't it have feels to be like, part of it all the it time. It feels like you're the kid who got asked to go get your sibling mm-hmm. and you just yelled. I just yelled. Go, uh, yeah, and then they showed up. Yeah, hey, can you find this out? Sure. Here's your name on a text. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did this. Look, I asked the question. Mm-hmm. We're all on it together, and now we can move on with our lives. And I can check in occasionally. I don't have. I can be part of it and just what it – there's a lot – look – my mom and my sister and my wife, when they start texting, it's going to be 64 texts in a row. Yeah. And it's a long conversation. And I'm trying to get some dubs over here on Warzone right now. I don't have time for this. 
I I get I get all of that. Did you guys see or how much do you care? Because it did feel like this was pretty inevitable that the college football playoff committee unanimously approved the five plus seven model for the new twelve team playoff. Well, there goes our opening segment. Good oh, job. No, well, just kidding. Just kidding. Spoiler alert. Wow. I'm pumped about it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Five highest ranked conference champions in the next seventh ranked teams. I think we're good here. Yeah, you know, I think it's great for the Pac-12. You know, the teams that are remaining are like, dude, oh, we got to see. Yeah, that's a good point. Man. Uh, yeah, they're the big winners. We're shoo-in. Oregon State and Washington State's like, hell yeah, baby. Go Beavers. I just hope it's like they play each other eight times a year, and that's their that's their schedule. Just home and away, like, home away. Got to yeah, protect we, the strength of schedule. Yeah, absolutely. We went five and three, so we get to advance. That's that is quite humorous. You guys are the best. What do y'all got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always, Heggy. Thanks yes. so much for asking. Sans is going to be in studio. We'll talk Rangers baseball with him. You know, you got Hot Stove coming up 7 o'clock tonight. Hot Stove, but uh, mm-hmm. D- Dave Raymond's going to be on at 5 as well. Nice. All right, looking forward to it. And rest the assured. The Trey Wingo lookalike. If anything happens on the Mike Bassett court front, he will no doubt call you guys to give you breaking information. Does he expect a resolution today? Like, will he know when he leaves the courtroom? I I don't know if that's what I think is going to happen. So, I know he's optimistic, but, you know, we'll see. Courts and stuff. We're praying for you, Mikey. Exactly. Free exactly. Bassick, free Bassick, free Bassick. Free Mike, free Mike, Roll free home Mike. No with prison. the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., probably with Mike, right here on 105 Through the Fan. Say free Mike, Kevin. No, he's not going to jail. Free him. A bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.